Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have a woman that inspires me. When I talk to her, she makes me want to be better. And I'm excited to have her today because we've connected, but she's on my show. So I want to introduce to you guys the amazing Jacqueline Kabah. Did I say it right? Yes, ma'am. Ha ha. All right. <laughs> Can you tell listeners who you are, a little bit of your background, because that's what impresses me, and um, how you came about doing what it is that you do? Okay. So thank you so much for having me. I, am, I feel so honored, and I feel like I've been knowing you for a lifetime. So I'm so happy to be here. So, I'm happy to have okay, you. So I'm Jacqueline Kabah Harrison. Harrison is, you know, my current married name, <laughs> and I am a confidence and success coach, an author, as well as a speaker, and the name of my company is Realizing Your Potential, so let me talk a little bit about how that came about. Um, for those of you that may not know, I, I struggled with self-esteem and self-confidence for all of well, well up through early adulthood, well into my 30s. And at the time, of course, I didn't realize I was suffering from, you know, low self-esteem and just overall lack of confidence in myself. But that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be able to help other women to be able to increase their confidence as well as their self-confidence. Now, <clears throat> so how this pertains to business, because I, do, I typically deal specifically with African-American women that are coaches and or consultants. Now, so you might say to yourself, well, what does you know, confidence have to do with entrepreneurship or having a successful business, right? And I will say to you, it has everything to do with it. Yes, because it you can meet with, I don't know, as many business strategists, um, people, you know, these awesome web, website designers, you can have all of these phenomenal business strategies in place, right? But if you don't fully believe in yourself and your abilities, right, to manifest that dream, it's not going to happen. You may have spurts, right, that you feel motivated, you're consistent, and you just on a roll, right? But it'll be spurts. But when you're, when you're talking about building a business, a successful business, I mean, not just creating it, but maintaining it, you have to look at that foundation, right? Mm -hmm. That foundation has to be solid. So to me, that confidence and self-confidence and self-esteem, all of that is your foundation of your personal as well as your professional goals. So because I know what I went through, right? I remember days of feeling like just riddled with so much self-doubt. You know, like I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I've looked at other successful women and the thing of it is, I was always happy for them, but I never felt that that could be me. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, yep. it, it, it's like I never, I never felt that I was smart enough, that I knew enough, that I had enough skills. You know, it was always, I'm not this, I'm not that. And basically, I, pretty much, I don't deserve it. Yep. You know what I mean? These other individuals deserve it, but I don't. 
Mm -hmm. I was always operating from a sense of what I was lacking, mm -hmm. you know, or what I thought I was lacking, right? So I know what that feels like. So that's how realizing your potential came about because and it, that, that's how that came about in the focus on entrepreneurs is because most of us as, as African-American women in particular, I think we have these, these desires and these dreams, but we're not, we're not, we're told to kind of stick them on a shelf somewhere mm -hmm. or to put everyone else's knees before ours. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're sitting on top of these gold mines. And for those of you that, you know, have a strong, you know, relationship with, with God and your creator and so forth, it is, I don't, I, I don't even know the word, but to be able to have a talent and to sit on it, to yes. have a talent that, that other people maybe have a message that mm -hmm. other people need to hear. Mm -hmm. And you just so fearful, right? To the point where you just, you're just not doing anything with it, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's like, I have run across a lot of that, um, and then you can just stop me at any time because I get a little excited. Nope, I'm loving it because this is everything that I can relate to. This is everything that tells everyone why we do what we do. And I'm ready. I'm keep it coming because okay. I'm, yes. So being, okay, let, let me back up a little bit. I'm also, I'm a licensed clinical therapist, right? Hmm. I've been licensed since, oh my God, since 2003. Which is a milestone because I don't think that listeners even know what that means. But me as a, uh, I don't even know what to say, striving long-term tenure, trying to get my two-year master's degree clinician working in the field. I don't think that especially minorities understand that there is a uh, deficit of minority licensed clinicians. And if you guys don't understand, that means that you are a therapist that is licensed to practice. That doesn't happen often, especially in our communities. And one thing that I want listeners to also understand is you went to Clark Atlanta. I graduated from FAMU. We have a another connection. But, right. yeah. but you know, even coming out of those kind of schools, these are things that people don't see in us. They tell us, like you said, untapped talent. We are told to dummy down. We are told to mini minimize. We are told to water it down. We are forced to conform. And I, that's why I love your background because I only think I have only had one other licensed clinician on here that was an African-American female. And you got, that's why I say you guys inspire me because there's many days that I'm like, everybody's telling me, Anika, you need to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to do the hours. I don't want to do the internship and I don't want to do the bureaucracy, you know? And, and a lot of people don't have a clue what it's like for us that are fighting for our mental health and for our community and to be leaders in this, you know, mission. So listening to you give the backstory of how you came about doing what you do, a lot of people don't understand that when you come from lack or you come from self-doubt, you do one of two things. You stay in it or you do something about it to help others to come out of it sooner than you did. And that's what I see in you. And that's why I love to hear you talk about this because you, you have that poise about you that makes people understand that it's safe to be vulnerable and that you're going to help them, you know, be stronger and to tap into to that resiliency. So that's why when you were talking, go for it, because this is what needs to be heard. And you know what else, when you mentioned about 
Clark Atlanta, you know, and so forth. I think oftentimes we, and, and it's so funny because I interviewed another, another guest and I can't even remember her name right now, but she made the comment about us being so titled up, if you will, right? Like a lot of times people think that they're going to get married, right? And that's going to improve their self-esteem. That's going to solve everything. Better. Right. <laughs> right. Or, you know what? Make them feel better about themselves. Make them feel worthy. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and, I, and the ladies, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of other examples out there, but just, these are just the first two things that come to my mind is the getting married piece and getting having education and having degrees behind your name, having mm-hmm. these high titled uh, positions, you know, mm-hmm. CEOs of companies and so on and so forth. And you'd be surprised how many women, you know, they got their own house, you know, they pay their own bills, they got the car, you know, they got the dream house, they got the car that they want, um, the, 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 the career that they want, but they are so, they're, they're not happy. That void's they're still there. Happy. They're still suffering from depression, yep. you know, anxiety, feeling worthless, feeling hopeless, feeling powerless. Because they're you filling know? it with external forces. Yes. And, and that's what we do. And we try to get material things. Um, we don't know the definition of self-care. You know, I've heard it for years, never knew what it was and always thought that wasn't a thing that we do. You know, we don't get massages. Yeah, we get our nails done, but are we really understanding what it means? You know, so listening to you, that's what we are kind of taught to do is we look at all these external things to try to make us feel full. And yet we're getting these things and we're still feeling void. And we still don't know what, what the term is that we're experiencing every day. Oh, that's called anxiety or depression, you know, and, and people, you know, when we, we try to educate or we talk about these things, people disassociate. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, that's a mental disorder. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, if I just do this, I'll do that and I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, how's that been working for generations? Mm-hmm. And you, you know what, in these types of talks, we need to have a lot more of these types of discussions because that also leads into us suffering in silence. That's right. You know, a lot of times, especially being mothers and a lot of us, not all of us, but you know, a lot of us have been single parents. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time. People, people be like, "Girl, you ain't got time for that. You better keep you a real job. Or you, you know, pay, put food on the table, and take care of them Man. kids. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like I think a lot of times we keep all that bottled up. Mm-hmm. We just suffer in silence. And all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it comes out in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even go into the whole mental, the stigma of mental illness in our communities. Exactly. And you, you, I think also relate to me in the, I I wrote a note here because I keep saying I'm going to do something for recovering single mothers because those of us who were single mothers, I did it for 10 years. It is a lifestyle that you get accustomed to. And it's a thing where people that, you know, are trying to love us or people that are introduced into our lives after that part of our lives in that period, they don't understand why we think the way we think, why we do the way we do, and why we go as hard as we do. And, you know, it's something that we have to 
um, deprogram because a lot of us believe that we never could get married or have healthy relationships. Like a lot of us don't know what these things look like. And that's what I'm writing my thesis on now is that a lot of our failed family systems is based on trauma because we don't even know what healthy looks like. We push away from anything that looks abnormal, which normal may even be healthy for many of us. And so these, like you say, these are the conversations that we need to have because people, you know, I know for me, I never dreamed of getting married. I always knew I wanted kids, but I never dreamed of getting married because nobody around me had a a healthy marriage. Everybody was divorced. Nobody, you know, and the ones that did remarry just did it again and again. And they replaced the people instead of fixing the problem, which was themselves, you know? And so these are the, the stigmas and the, the concepts that are diminishing, you know, our, self, our self-esteem, you know, our perceptions of ourselves, within, which then, you know, they manifest on our children, on the people that may be good in our lives that, you know, toxicity is contagious. And that's what we have to talk about. So when you talk about being a success coach, I think a lot of people don't understand why they need one. And I hope that we have given them some clarity on what it means because a lot of people, you know, one of the reasons I went into coaching was because a lot of people perceive therapy as negative, but they have a different connotation of coaching because that's what people are doing now. They're getting coaches and call it what you want. I don't care who you go to just get help because you have to work on yourself and you can't have a successful business and be tainted inside because you said something. You said, if you don't believe in yourself, the problem is nobody else will believe in you. And if you are your product, your business is going to fail because that it transcends. People can see that insecurity in you. You could have the best marketing, the best branding. You could have it all, you know, the business plan. But if you, don't have you together, then your family, your business, everything that you touch is going to be tainted. You know, I was trying to uh, contain myself, but <laughs> you said earlier, because um, I don't, you know, I don't want to interrupt, and I know a lot of times I'll get excited, but I like how you mentioned about doing a support group, I think, mm-hmm. it, I think yeah. you said for how did you phrase it again? I, I know- said recovering single mothers. Yeah, yep. And I, and like you said, I think sometimes we get so used to it, yeah. you know, because we, we have to, Yep. you know, we don't, we don't have time to get sick. We don't have time to cry. We don't have time to, nope. you know, sit somewhere, you know, and, and twiddle our thumbs and, oh, well, let's see which way the wind is going to blow today. You know, we got to hit that ground running. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, that, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I, I, um, I, I hadn't really thought about that aspect of it or actually phrasing it like that but I think you're right sometimes we get so used to that um you know that operating on our own because we we have to and we've seen it you know maybe we've watched our moms our aunts our grandmothers just kind of suck it up you know and really when you when you mentioned I, I do I totally agree that there's more of a negative stigma associated with counseling than it is you know life coaching yes it is but you're absolutely right most life coaches now I know I'm not the end all be all but just from what I've seen any sort of coaching in reference to personal or professional coaching has to deal with you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it has to deal with you basically coming coming to terms and you know coming to terms with different different um 
I don't want to say different challenges that mm -hmm. you may have. Because the thing of it is, I like to refer to it, refer to it as that negative self-talk, you mm -hmm. know, that in, our, in the back of our minds, you put out a program. Why ain't nobody really going to buy this program? You know what I mean? Or yep. you know, I'm talking, but, you know, um, Nobody's I'm, listening. Not, I'm not a Lisa Nichols or I'm not an Oprah Winfrey, you know? So, I mean, you, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I mean, because I'm even coming into for myself in terms of like being an author, like, you know, that was a limiting belief of mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was in school and I, you know, I wrote papers and I, I didn't really want to, but I did, <laughs> I had to do it. You know what I mean? So but that was just because somebody made me do it and yep. they gave me a subject. Yep. You know, but, but when it really came to thinking about like telling my story and people benefiting from that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. That was a whole different, a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just think it's so important to have these conversations and that whatever's on the inside is going to come out. And please do not think that your, let's say baggage, your personal baggage, if you will, please do not think that's not going to have an impact at some point or another on your business. Okay. I mean, cause it's going to spill out into all facets of your life. And the thing that people need to understand is by them seeking help through therapy or coaching, at least you have some control over how it comes out. Because if you just try to avoid, 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 and you suppress, 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 it's going to come out and you're not even going to know it's coming out and you're not going to be able to control what it looks like, the actions, the illness. I'm writing about how trauma affects the health and how it affects divorce rates and things. We suppress it. We may not even remember it. I just read an article about a woman who didn't even remember she was traumatized until she was 29. She got in a car accident and her brain flipped on her and she had flashbacks of her trauma. But, you know, the things that happen to us at six years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, then on to 21 years old, and you just compile these, these things on top of Thing. And then you think you can have a healthy marriage or a healthy self-concept when you look in the mirror or, you know, you can represent yourself well in a job interview and ask for what you're worth. You know, these things are all impacted by the self. Mm -hmm. You know, you determine how people treat you. I used to hate when people said that don't let people do things to you. I was like, I didn't let nobody do nothing. But the reality is when we look at the root of all of this, it is the self. And, you know, one of the reasons why we need support groups, which, you know, the, all these Facebook groups that people are getting in, they have no idea that that's what that is. And right. that we were designed to have support. We're not designed to go through anything alone. And one of the reasons why I want to do the single moms, recovering single moms, is because it's a discussion that's not had. I know I was in church for years and women would come whisper to me and say, well, you know, he's not my first husband. Well, why are we whispering? Because you make me feel bad because I'm divorced when all of y'all are sitting here on your second marriage, but you made me feel like an alien for going through this and looking at me sideways because we're keeping secrets. No, we need to talk about these things. And women need to know, oh, she's been through what I've been through and she's on the other side and I could be on her side instead of being on this side. I just need to ask her for help. You know, and, and that's the thing that frustrates me because we have to have these conversations. Everybody is busy hiding their skeletons and they're just, they're making everybody sick. Yep. And the thing is, it's not a bad, it's not a taboo or something negative mm -hmm. if you have to ask for help. 
or for mm-hmm. some support because I, you know, when you when you talk about these online communities, I'm, I'll have to say that made a big big difference. Me becoming involved just with one supportive online community, mm-hmm. and it was for moms that that were you know had their own business, you know, and that just that one supportive community made like a huge huge difference mm-hmm. you know because it's and and it's just what you said there's other people out there saying hey you know I'm, I'm trying to give a bath and you know I got somebody out there now doing homework and you know after this I got to sit down and write on my book or you know get my group program together and just you know just being a support for one another mm-hmm. and having somebody that can relate because there is nothing like trying to explain to someone what you're going through and they just don't get it. And I'm talking whether it's your husband, your mother, your sister, it doesn't matter. But if you have a village, then you can bounce things off of someone and you don't feel alienated and isolated, which is the worst position to be in. And so that's, that's just huge. I want to highlight a few things that you have coming up. Um, Sisters in Motion, can you tell listeners about that? Okay, so Sisters in Motion, one-stop shop for specifically for coaches and consultants that want to level up their businesses, right? So what it is, it's myself and nine other entrepreneurs that are going to give phenomenal, I mean phenomenal tidbits in reference to in a lot of different areas as it pertains to building your business, you know, branding, um, how you how to utilize social media how to you how to leverage writing a book i have someone that's going to be talking about uh grant grant writing so it's going to be oh and i'm also going to have a couple of virtual assistants and they're going to talk to the ladies about deciding when and what to outsource so that's why i call this it's a one-stop shop it gives you a little bit of a lot of different areas that will be beneficial for us to be able to create as well as grow our businesses. Exactly. So, so and, and it's, it's going to be interactive and the individuals are also going to give either free strategy sessions or a PDF. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else am I leaving out? So it's on Sunday and it's two hours. September 15th. Hours. Yep. The, the 15th mm-hmm. from three to five and it's a two hour uh, time frame we're going to have it broken up into five and five okay five speakers five speakers so and that's eastern time right yep eastern standard time okay and um can you also tell listeners about a queen's roundtable quarterly symposium what is that all about well actually the the sisters in motion one-stop shop that's actually my quarterly symposium Ah. If that makes sense, because I ah. do it times a year, right? And I kind of switch up my format a little bit. So that is actually the quarterly symposium. That is awesome. Yep, because I do it in January, then what, May? Well, January, May, and then September. That is so awesome, because the thing is, is that people have to understand that you got to do the work. You know, but the resources are available. And, you know, there was a time when we didn't have resources available. And so I really want listeners, you guys need to tap in. I will be sure to add those links um, to the description. And um, 
I want to thank you for being here and we have to do this again. I've already sitting and written down a couple panels we need to do and I'm gonna bring my panel podcast back so that me, you and some other therapists get on there and have these conversations because we definitely, I think the visibility, we need to up it. We need to up our game and, and be here and, and, and hope that listeners will, you know, that they will reach out because we're here. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here from the other side of the world. And I miss being on that side. <laughs> we miss having you on this side. All right, listeners. That is another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And most of all, don't forget, stay powerful.